All right, hello and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast. I am Michael, and I'm here today with guest co-host Josh, also known as JVC Perry. And we are going to do our second episode of Kickstarter Econ Fundamentals, where Josh and I are going to take a few moments to go over some currently running Kickstarters that we find interesting for various reasons. Before we get into that, uh, Josh, uh, sorry, and JVC, uh, tell everybody who you are and where they can find your other work on the internet if they're interested. Hi, I'm JVC Parry. Uh, you can call me Josh. Um, you can find me primarily on the DMs Guild, but I'm freelancing now for some other companies where you'll start to see my stuff appear. Um, you can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at JVC Parry. Excellent. Uh, as for myself, again, if you're listening to this, you probably already know, but I am Michael, and everything I do can be found at the RPG Academy. So we are down a co-host today. Unfortunately, our third was not able to make it. So rather than doing three with three, we're going to do two with four. Um, So I'm going to start. And the first project I want to talk about is called Gone Caving. Gone Caving is a card game for two to six people in which players of all ages explore a cave. You can earn points for discovering passages, observing animals, and finding incredible geological formations. Uh, overcoming challenges by squeezing through tight passages or being prepared for an impending emergency. A hand of the game plays quickly, but the game is best played for several rounds. So for, for more information, you can go to Gone Caving, visit GoneCaving.com, or the currently running Kickstarter. Uh, what caught my eye here, honestly, is that it's from Dayton, Ohio, which is <laughs> where we hail a catacomb every year. Also, they noted in their campaign several times that a portion of funds raised go to the National Speological Society. Um, so this seems like a game that was created by a bunch of people who like caving more than people who like gaming, Yeah. (laughs) though there there certainly seem to be some crossover. Uh, but it seems like it's kind of like an all ages game. It's, it's educational as well as hopefully fun. Um, and I think they need some help because their funding goal is 12,000, but they're currently only at 1.7. I haven't checked it this morning, but I'm guessing it hasn't changed a whole lot. They have already basically play tested the game it it says it's been in development for two years and they've gotten some donations uh to the project from different like speological organizations and just donors so they've already paid for the art so the art's covered so all they really need is the printing costs and i think they're just trying to make a print run that's big enough to you know cover all their bases uh so the game is pretty much ready to go if they can fund um again they're currently a ways away But as far as funding levels, the base level of $20 will get you a copy of the game. So if you're interested, please go hit Gone Caving on Kickstarter as of right now. I definitely like the look of this game. Um, But one of my big bugbears that I'm finding more and more now with Kickstarter is that if you don't include a video that kind of has at least some of the kind of game mechanics or at um, at least a brief overview of your game, then I think you're probably missing out on quite a big chunk of customers because even if later down in your description you're explaining the game or the system or something you without having it in the video you you lose that initial connection i find i don't know what you think about that no it's kind of weird is um, as someone who has done um several kickstarters though all of mine are for events i understand that that is a very different animal than creating a game Mm. but i was told when i first started using kickstarter by the you know proverbial zeitgeist wisdom you had to have a video. Mm. Even if the video was bad, it was better to have a bad video than no video. Yeah. So I have put a video on my Kickstarter every year, but on the dashboard, I can go see 
out of all the people who back, how many watch it and how much of it they watch. Oh, wow. And I can say less than 50% of people that back my Kickstarters watch my video and well less than 50% of those watch a significant amount. Oh, really? But I agree. You know, again, I, I've, I've been backing Kickstarters for like, I don't know, seven years now or something off and on. And, um, but I've, I've looked at more Kickstarters in the last three weeks because of this potential show we're doing than ever before. And if, if a campaign does not have a Kickstarter video, then unless there's something else that really, really wows me, I move on. Mm. Like I just, I I agree as, as dumb as it may seem counterintuitive, if they don't have a video to me, that is a red flag that they don't have their stuff together. That may be totally unfair, but it's true. I feel the same exact way. Mm. So hopefully, Gone Caving, maybe uh, maybe somebody will listen and uh, go get a video put together out fast. You still got uh, well over a month, so yeah. uh, let's let's make this happen. All right. So JVC, what is your first campaign? Sure. Um, my first campaign is uh, is one that I'm sure people will have heard of. It's uh, Tome of Beasts Two from Cobalt Press. Obviously, this was always going to be a huge success given their previous Kickstarters and just general uh, kind of esteem in the community. It ends on February the 22nd. It's already raised, it's overfunded by a huge amount. They've raised $270,000 plus of a $30,000 goal. Um, If you don't know anything about Cobalt Press, they're probably one of the largest um, printers of fifth edition material other than Wizards of the Coast themselves. They've got their own campaign setting and there are big names that work for them. So the Tome of Beasts is going to be a sequel to the first Tome of Beasts, which is essentially a massive monster manual, bigger than the fifth edition monster manual, probably even bigger than all of the Wopsy monster manuals put together, I guess. It's, It's quite large. So... In this case, it's $25 for the PDF or $50 for the hardcover and the PDF. So it's, it's great value for money. The artwork's always amazing. They're seasoned designers. Um, if you're looking for more monsters for your fifth edition games, this is probably the kickstart for you. Yeah, I, I agree. And this is, this is one that's going to be hugely successful. I think their last one hit top 400,000. Mm. Uh, they're pretty consistent on that. Here's, here's my little catch, though. I find that I don't need any more monsters like i know that seems to be counterintuitive to a lot of dms but i just i don't know like i i, I got the first one i backed tome of beasts i have my copy of it uh, which didn't they change the name to creature codex or something wasn't there yeah it was tome of beasts then creature codex now they're back on tome of beasts okay. <laughs> so i have my copy i've never used a monster yeah. from it i have perused it sometimes i get you know like just looking at the artwork will inspire me and and mm you know, might my, my start an idea for a game or an encounter. Uh, but I personally just don't need that many more monsters. I just will make things up or reskin. But uh, I know I'm in the minority there. Uh, and if you're going to spend money on a Tome of Beasts or Bestiary, probably this is the best bang for your buck. For sure. All righty. So for me, my second one is called The Good Old Days. Um, this one ends on February 19th. It is part of the, um, Zine, the February Zine quest going on. Like, like half of the Kickstarters I looked at were Zine quest Kickstarters, which I guess is a thing in February. I'm, I've missed the boat on this somehow. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Essentially it's a micro RPG 
And if you listen to this, even two episodes in, you're probably going to start to get some uh, patterns with me. I like cheeky, irreverent humor. <laughs> and so this is a, uh, a micro RPG. It's a survival horror game with what I would say is kooky art, kind of a Mr. Magoo-ish. And it's supposed to be a play on like the 1950s, like, you know, grandpa yelling into the sky. In my day, we had vampires. And that's basically what this game is, is it's a, a game where all those, you know, 1930s movie monsters are real, like the mummy and Frankenstein and Dracula. And it doesn't say PBTA, but it describes how you play the game. And it sounds a lot like a PBTA game. Because uh, you use 2d6, and if you get 6 or less, it's a failure. 7th to 9 is a moderate success, and 10 or higher is a total success. But it doesn't say anything about playbooks. At least if it does, I couldn't find it. So for f- uh, for $5, you get a copy of the PDF. And for $8, you get a, a print edition plus the PDF, uh, which is pretty reasonable. I don't know if that covers shipping. You may have to pay for that separately. Uh, but for $5, you know, getting a PDF of a micro RPG may not be bad. And for $49, you can send in a picture of you. I put in parentheses, or a random kid, I guess. I mean, I don't know how they're going to know it's your kid or, your, or you as a kid. But at the $49 level, you can send in a picture of a child, and they will incorporate that into the art. So they'll artify the picture. And then they will put that art into the game as one of the characters in the, you know, the, the text of the game or maybe even like a playbook. Uh, so if you're interested in, you know, immortalizing you or your child uh, in this kooky game, you can do that for less than $50. Their funding goal was $300, which seems crazy low. But again, I'm, I'm hearing that this whole February Zine Quest, that's pretty much on target for all these other micro RPGs. And they currently funded at $362. So they, they have made it. Yay. And uh, so, yeah. So if you want to go throw them five bucks and help them out, maybe get a cool game. Um, also, want to hear it's created by Mike Ryman. This is his first Kickstarter. He's backed 18. I know for some people, people who don't back other Kickstarters is a red flag as well. So I thought I would include that. So there you go. Good old days. That's my number two. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. And they've got some stretch goals as well. So, you know, every every little bit you're going to be contributing to a bigger project all right uh what is your number two um my number two is altered carbon the role-playing game um i should imagine again this is probably going to be one that's really popular with folks because um if you don't know altered carbon is a kind of big netflix series and book series that's extremely popular uh kind of neo-noir setting in the far future where um people are essentially immortal because they have managed to upload their um, consciousness and memories etc onto uh, a hard drive basically which can then be re-sleeved in different human forms this uh, is by hunters books who i had a look at their previous kickstarters and i didn't i didn't really recognize anything from there it ends march the 4th um, it's currently overfunded. It's got 180,000 of the 20,000 goal. Um, but I do think this will be a great, um, I can imagine it being a really great system and it's really got that flavor. So if you're a fan of the Altered Carbon universe, this is definitely worth looking into. But also if you're a fan of sort of grim, dark, sci-fi um, role-playing games, I think it'd be neat too. What really struck me about these guys as well is that they've managed to or they've basically designed a new system, which they're calling the hazard system. Um, It's a roll under system and you use different dice depending on how skilled you are. So if you're more skilled, you have a smaller dice, like a D4, 
which enables you to roll under a lower level, basically. And it goes up to a maximum of a D12 for people who've got no skill at all in the thing. So the chance <laughs> of them rolling higher is greater. Sure. Um, so it's like the opposite think, of Savage Worlds in a way? Like- yeah, sort of. Yeah, they do say, they do mention inspired by Savage Worlds. Um, I just think the fact that they've managed to explain the system so coherently in a couple of videos, uh, the whole thing looks amazing it was made with assistance from skydance television and the netflix crew um i just think it looks really professionally put together and i think it'll be a great game uh it's 25 dollars for the pdf or 50 for a hard copy so very reasonable value as well um i think it looks great all right so for my third one i am picking arc knight hardbound support fifth edition starter set parentheses last lost mine of fandelver close parentheses uh, so full disclosure, I, I do have somewhat of a relationship with Arc Knight. They have supported my show in the past uh, for some of their previous Kickstarters. They've actually commissioned episodes and they donated some stuff to previous Acaticons. But it has been over a year, I think actually closer to two years since we've done any of that stuff. So but just in, in the case of full disclosure, um, I, I have in the past had a relationship with this company, but I do really like it. That's why I asked them, like, hey, will you send me free stuff? And I'm really happy when they say yes. Uh, so what this is, if you're not familiar, Arc Knight does flat plastic minis. So rather than like a, you know, like a 3D model, it's basically flat artwork, uh, full color. And it's, and I don't know how they don't know if they put it inside the, 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 the plastic or I don't know how the process works, but basically it's, uh, it's, you know, it's two dimensional, but it's really cool art. And so when you flip it around, Back in front, you you can see it. You can kind of see through the clear portions that come on these clear bases, and they're really easy to carry around because when you pull the bases off, they're they're basically flat. Uh, so you can get like a business card holder, and you can just fit you know like hundreds of them in there, and then pull them out and pop them in as you go. Um, I've said in the past on our regular show, I don't really use minis. It's not something I'm super interested in, but I have found playing with my kids, they really do like to see the minis even if we don't play with them like tactically they like it when i hold up and say this is what you're fighting and like they can actually see that model and so i have been using these arc knights they sent me a a, one of their previous sets a few years ago so that's what i've been using with my kids when we play fifth edition and so what they've done here is they are creating a packet that is specifically targeted to go alongside the lost mine uh fandelver the 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 first edition of the 5e starter set, not the essentials kit. So every major combat in that module will have a map and an accompanying set of miniatures for that encounter. So if it says there's three bugbears, you'll have three bugbears. If there's a, you know, an orc princess, there'll be an orc princess. I don't know how the licensing works, so I'm sure this can't be like exactly, but it's going to be, good enough and close enough that you realize, oh, this is the orc here, this is the the bandit here, that kind of thing. So this is their ninth Kickstarter. They've had some pretty successful ones in the past. Again, I personally think the quality of their stuff is good. They've backed over 80, and Catacon has been one of those. $20 will get you the digital assets. So if you're playing virtually or just want to, you know, print at home, that kind of thing, you can do that. 50 gets you the map. 60 gets you the minis. 110 gets you the minis and the maps, which I do think is kind of expensive. But if this is the sort of thing that you're into, 
I think that's reasonably priced for the, you're going to get like 80 miniatures plus all the battle maps. So if you're into those types of things, I definitely think this is something you should check out. Um, again, it ends on March 20th. And for some reason, I don't have in here if they have already funded or not. So let me double check. Yeah, they uh, have. They, yep. They, uh, they had a goal of 10,000. They're currently at 11.1. So yeah, so check that out. I think this is great. Um, it is, when you think about it, it's sort of expensive, but in comparison to your other options for miniatures, it's way cheaper because even if you buy your kind of plastic 3D miniatures in bulk, you're going to be paying well over a dollar per mini. You know, you'd expect a minimum of at least one. So I think when you take into account what they are and how, uh, how much reusability you're going to get out of them, I think it's well worth the money. And one of the things, one of the reasons I don't use minis, because I used to for, for a long time, I, out, of, out of my quote-unquote career running games, I'm probably probably closing in now on half and half, but I was heavily weighted towards using them because I did that mm. for most of the time. And one of the frustrations was trying to find the right mini. Because that's, yeah. the, that's the point of a mini is it looks like this cool thing, but when you need a dire wolf spider and yeah. the closest you can come is a carrying crawler, or, you know, it kind of hurts the effect. It's like, here's this really cool thing, but it doesn't look like this cool thing. I got I still got to say what it actually looks like. <laughs> or you need four bandits, but you only have two. So then you have two, you know, something else like elven yeah. soldiers and one dwarf soldier. So the idea here is that, yes, it's kind of expensive, but you're going to get what you actually need for this particular game, which you can always use elsewhere too. But And you're also going to have maps that are made to look like the maps that you need. If this is your thing, this seems to be, I don't say no-brainer because it is expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, but definitely check it out because the artwork is really cool too. Because if you buy minis, most of the time, like how much is a full-color mini for that Hero Forge one we talked about last time? Like oh, yeah. 70 yeah. bucks or something? Yeah. <laughs> so here it's about, about a dollar each, maybe even, a, yeah. you know. And they're full-color, really cool-looking art. And I'm, again, I'm just a fan. If you're going to use maps and minis, these are probably the ones I would use. So anyway, moving on. For sure. Um, so my third is, let's see if I can pronounce this correctly, Orky Delirium. So it's another one from the sort of zine quest that we've been talking about uh, that seems to have like possessed Kickstarter recently. Uh, it's by Luke Earl. It's their first Kickstarter, which I think is common with a lot of these in this kind of category. Mm -hmm. Ends Feb the 22nd. Uh, it's from the UK, so I've only got the pounds um, goals, but their goal was 400 uh, GBP. And they've got 324 at the minute with 26 backers. So they're quite close to the goal. Um, and what I particularly liked about this are, are two things. First of all, I think the style um, of the artwork is, is really nice. Um, it's set in the 1800s. So they've kind of tried to mirror that aesthetic through the artwork involved in the game. There's lots of kind of floral... Um, patterns and designs that I think are just nice to look at. It just looks like a nice game to have. Um, but also, I like it because it's just kind of totally weird and I imagine it'd be lots of fun because it's an, a short RPG game, only a couple of hours, um, where you take on the mantle of a grizzled and hardy orchid hunter <laughs> in 1865. Um, exactly, right? So, And I just think, you know what? For these small zines like this, if I was going to be doing one of these i'd also want to come up with just some absolutely zany quirky thing that people maybe play a couple of times and have a lot of fun with as an easy pickup game and it you know it's good value for money as well it's only four pounds for the pdf or eight pounds for a hard copy so um 
you know, if you're going to go out and support someone's kind of first foray into the TTRPG sphere, what better way to do it than supporting a crazy project like this? Very cool. Um, again, I'm I, I'm not going to do the conversion right now, but I'm it's going to be within a couple of dollars. So yeah, that, yeah. that four dollars pounds is probably six US or somewhere in yeah. that range. So it's it's Some a very reasonable price for sure. And they have already funded. Uh, nope, they actually haven't. They're four thirty eight US on a goal of five fifteen US. Yeah, so quite close. But yeah, and they still got uh, almost two full weeks to go. So I yeah. I have a feeling they're going to get there. Yeah, me too. So what I remembered I was going to say earlier when I had my little uh, brain fart is sure. you were talking about that game, that your second one, where you want to roll under mm. and D12s are the worst. I, I have said many times, D12s are my favorite die. I think D12s <laughs> are the best die. And uh, I did not pick it for other reasons, but there is currently a RPG uh, on Kickstarter right now that uses D12s, not exclusively, okay. but uh, primarily. Uh, and again, I love D12. So it was it was on my list for a long time. It got cut. Uh, but uh, yeah, D12s. Go D12s. <laughs> All right. Uh, so as for me, my, my fourth one, again, uh, it's not going to take long. People are going to start to see trends with me. My fourth one is a game called Corpse Cat. <laughs> and the idea here is that you choose a cat avatar and you try to kill the other player's cats. And once your cat is killed, you're out of the game, but you're not, your cat is out of the game, but you are not. You can still play for Spite. And that's actually the, the, the name of the game is called Corpse Cat, a game of luck and spite. Uh, so the way the game works is you roll a D6 and then you have a little chart and you follow it. On a one, you draw a card from the deck and play that card onto yourself. On a six, you play a card from your hand onto a player to your immediate right or left. Uh, there are several different types of cards. There are blue cards, yellow, black, and green. Green are generally good things that you want to have happen to your cat. Blue things are bad things, but you need three blue cards to kill your cat. You need two yellow cards to kill your cat, but only one black card will kill a cat. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but I just think this is a Stupid little fun game. Uh, you know, they have things like uh, choked on a hairball. If you get three choked on a hairball cards, your cat dies. You have beat up by a younger cat. So if you get two of those, you die. Or one uh, hit by a car. I'm, it's so sad. I love cats. I really do. But this game just seems kind of silly and funny. Um, and I kind of like it. So uh, it runs until February 27th. It has a funding goal of $2,600. They're currently just at $1,800, so they're a little ways away, uh, over two weeks to go. So I, I would say this is a maybe, because mm. at this point they should be closer than that, and that's a low goal, but who knows? Maybe they can get there. Uh, the, the game is from Wandering Thoughts Games. This is their first created. They have not backed any as well. Uh, and the pledge levels, uh, at $7, you get a print and play, and at $20, you get a full copy of the game. Yeah, looks good. The artwork is nice as well. It's kind of like um, like pixel art type thing. It's just got a really unique feel. Yeah, there's like there's a cat with uh, carrying like a little fish around, the prancing, and there's a big fat fluffy cat. Uh, so it's just that irreverent humor that makes me laugh. So for sure, yeah. All right, my um my final one then is uh, called Zombie Pileup. It's a high speed card game uh, based around, as you might guess, uh, killing zombies. So um. Again, this is uh, based from the UK, so it's a 1,000 GBP goal, and they've raised uh, 768. 
so they're not far off. That's about 75% funded. Um, and they've got 25 days to go. It finishes on March 6th. So it seems likely that this will probably be funded in the end. Essentially, in this game, the it's kind of a strange card game to some extent because it's not a playing card game, but it does involve a dealer. Well, normally when I think of card games... Um, to play just on a general game night, I wouldn't expect there to be a dealer, but I think this is an interesting idea uh, whereby the dealer puts down a zombie and then the players have to match that zombie with the weapons designed to kill the zombie. Um, and it's a game of speed, so whoever can get them down faster will be the winner of that particular hand, as it were. The artwork's great as it normally is for zombie games. I tend to find that um, people who like zombies also like that kind of cartoony style, grisly, gory zombie um, and I just think they look great. And it's an interesting it's interesting to see kind of a less tactics focused and more uh, just physicality, in this case speed focused card game. So I think it's a bit uh, you know, a bit a bit out of the ordinary, something that might be worth a look in if you like easy pickup uh, fast paced games for your game nights. And uh, yeah, as I say, I think it's likely to fund, so it's probably worth a look in. All right. Very, very cool. Thank you very much for sharing with me. Uh, so now we are at the Going Last Memorial Pickstarter segment. So in this uh, this part of the show, we are going to look at the eight projects that were presented. And each of us is going to pick one that if we had all the imaginary money in the world and we could back whatever Kickstarter we wanted at whatever level we wanted, but in doing so, we would immediately lose access to any and all other Kickstarters presented, which Kickstarter would we pickstart? So, Josh, you're the, the guest today. Would you like to go first or second? Um, I'm happy to go first. That's fine. Okay. So, out of the eight we have presented today, if you could only pick one and then would lose access to the others, but you had all the imaginary money in the world, which Kickstarter would you pick start? So, I think for me, uh, this time around, it's going to be the Ark Knight um, hardbound support for Lost Minds. I do use miniatures in my games, mostly because my players enjoy it rather than I enjoy it. But um, they're very keen on minis. I've got big trays full of plastic minis. But for a long time, kind of with what we were talking about earlier, I've been wanting to transition to paper minis or, you know, like this kind of see-through plastic minis that you can print yourself because I never have the right mini for the job. Um, if I know what I'm going to get in advance, in advance of the game, I'll look it up and it'll be like $10 for one mini. Mm -hmm. Um so I think printed miniatures and this sort of, you know, high professional art quality um, miniature is a good way to go. I've already got Time of Beasts. Altered Carbon is a is a very close second, but um, I just know for me and for my group, my my home group loves playing D and D, so it would take a lot of convincing to sway them onto a new system. So I think Ark Knight for me is is the pick of this episode. So as for myself, I do like the idea of gone caving and I hope that it funds, but right now, honestly, not sure it's going to get there, but, but hopefully, hopefully they will. So I think for me, honestly, I'm going to go for the Ark Knight hardbound support as well. I just started playing the fifth edition essentials kit with my kids. We, we started a campaign. We're going to try to play weekly and they are having a good time. They really like to play. I'm not one normally uses modules. I usually make stuff up myself, but with my kids, I wanted to try to keep it from getting too crazy too quickly. <laughs> and if we had all of these maps and minis, I probably would transition them after we finish this to that set and yeah. having all the minis that go with it and stuff would just be super cool. So 
I, if I had all the imaginary money in the world, I would drop $110 on uh, on the Arcbound hardbound support, Arc Knight hardbound support. It'd be interesting to see as well if, um, because this one's being successful, if they go forward to do other adventure modules, whether they stick to D&D modules or Pathfinder, or it'd be, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of this. Yeah, they did mention in the campaign that that is their goal, that they eventually would like to move on and do additional. That's, that's why it's called the Arc, Arc Knight Hardbound Support. Like, that's their overall concept is sure. they, they'll they start doing this for other uh, modules, but the, I'm sure the success of this will, will depend greatly on how they go forward. Mm. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for joining me this blustery morning where you're at, or like maybe <laughs> afternoon. It's, it's a chilly morning where I am. Uh, so let everybody know who you are once again and where they can find you until we hear from you in a couple of weeks. Sure. Uh, it's JVC Parry. You can find me on all of the social medias at JVC Parry and also on the DMs Guild. Fantastic. And again, my name is Michael. I'm the host of the RPG Academy podcast, and everything I do can be found at the RPG Academy. So thanks, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.